Hello and welcome to The Hook, the podcast that breaks down ideas, concepts and stories so we can make sense of what's happening around us. I am Ashima Sharma. On 26 April 2019, 25 turmeric farmers from Telangana filed nomination papers to contest against Narendra Modi in Varanasi. They were among the 50 farmers who wanted to draw attention to turmeric prices which dropped by 24% between January and March after a glutton production. Protests by farmers have captured headlines across the country since early 2017. What is causing this agrarian distress? To break this down, joining me is Shubhamoy Bhattacharji, consulting editor for Business Standard. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Nishma. Thanks for calling me over. So, sir, tell us what exactly is a farm crisis? Well, you know, it also depends on what we say is the farm crisis. To put it, some of these in numbers, as of now, our total production of cereal crops, which is rice, wheat, and all that, is about two hundred and fifty to two hundred and sixty million tons of horticulture crops, which is basically that of what we call things like potato, tomato, and other sort of products. This we are crossing about three hundred million tons. Now that, for a country like India, is a whoppingly huge size of production. Even if you divide by the total population of India, one point three billion, you would realize that the production level is not the problem. for practically any crop there used to be some problems for instance in pulses but even there the production level has now crossed 24 million tons so overall if you see for practically any crop in the that the indian consumer uses the production levels are not only sufficient but actually reaching a surplus the crisis therefore is not a production the crisis is coming from the other side which is the realization of the prices just as these prices have have i mean the production has risen what has not risen in many cases are those products where the prices are not set by the government the government sets prices broadly till recently about for about six major crops which is rice wheat paddy uh, rice wheat sugarcane and all this sort of stuff now for those there is no crisis per se because what happens is whatever the farmers produce most of it gets sold to food corporation of india the problem comes for what we call the horticulture crops and they come for cash crops like for instance the turmeric problem you talked about there the prices are not set in some of them they have been now they are getting set but even when they are set what happens is that the food corporation or any other state level government corporation is not able to buy the entire quantity which is fair enough uh, because after all it's not the government's job to produ- produce uh, provide a market for them what happens therefore is that the farmers produce the crop they see the prices they anticipate that there'll be good production and there'll be good sales and they'll make a, go- a decent profit but what happens instead is that they are often forced to sell at lower than price co- their cost price and this is where the crisis comes along and this is a problem that is basically caused by the lack of adequate marketing of agricultural products so that is where the root of all problems lie that production that is happening on the farms does not reach your or my table because the production to dinner table line is not adequately provided for there are lots of gaps and that is where the crisis has begun and has affected us right so how does a farm crisis affect other aspects of the economy or other sectors in the in an economy that's an interesting point see the farmers are not the dominant part of indian economy agricultural laborers are 
so if you look at in terms of the total number of people who are there in terms of occupation we say that 65% of india depends on the farms well what it actually means is that it's not the farmers the 65% includes a lot of agricultural laborers now what happens is that when farmers do not get adequate price for their products the farmers are not able to pay the agricultural laborers adequate price so the agricultural laborers get into a problem and both the farmers as well as the much larger agricultural laborers account for a large percentage of consumer demand in the economy so if you look at any simple thing right from a soap to a toothpaste a toothbrush a pair of slippers a piece of cloth a simple a bicycle a transistor radio a battery all of these largely depend on demand from the rural areas and when these people are not earning adequate income then the demand for these products fall off when the product when the demand for these products fall off what whom do they affect the companies which are producing them so the companies in turn start earning less and when they start earning less they in turn transmit less income to their workers so the therefore what starts out as a farm crisis becomes gradually a crisis across cities too because workers there are also not earning and then it becomes a vicious cycle where everyone is sort of forced to take a haircut so that is where the problem that's the reason why a farm crisis is not a good news for india uh, so what is the minimum support price and why do farmers constantly push for a raise in the msp that's right uh, what you would have seen ashima is that what we were discussing that if the agriculture to marketing chain was working nicely then farmers would not be dependent on government a farmer for instance would produce say turmeric would be able to go to the mandi or any other places sell the price sell the turmeric at a right price at a price which is above his cost of production and come home with a decent income when this chain gets broken then the only recourse for farmers is to depend on government procurement and how do the government procurement work that the government says that there's a minimum support price for turmeric we shall buy at this price so farmers then because of lack of any other alternative start demanding that give me first of all the minimum support price then raise it every year and also ensure that you buy at the msp which has been declared so essentially then farming instead of becoming a profitable uh, self sufficient venture becomes a sort of a government supported venture which is where the problem comes along and which is why you see all this cascading links so uh, as you mentioned earlier there's also a visible asymmetry between agriculture's high share in employment and its low share in the gdp so in that case how will the farm incomes increase well that's the point i mean after all agriculture in no economy can really make up for the in lack of industrialization as an economy gets sophisticated as an economy gets more people into the production process then naturally the, we will be expecting that more people will be shifting out of agriculture because in agriculture to be uh, producing well with high productivity even if at even if we don't go in for the american system which is extremely mechanized but even if we look at say japan or countries like europe where productivity is actually much higher than usa you would find that intensive cropping doesn't necessarily mean intensive number of people being employed there there are techniques there are machines there are scientific procedures of market, of producing those goods and it raises productivity indian agriculture has one of the lowest productivity in the world so what is the answer 
the answer is that therefore you do not force more people to do agricultural work but move agriculture gradually with better seeds better nutrient support better irrigation support to us regime where there's a lot of production but naturally there will be fewer number of people there so what happens to the surplus those people then will need to be given employment in industry which are the industries where a farmer can or an agricultural laborer can get well typically it will not be a very high technical industry it'll be industries like construction industry it'll be industries like tourism industry it'll be industries like um, textile industry you know where the technology that is required the skills that are required are interesting but not daunting enough for a person coming from other sector to get in now once those happen then farmers get an avenue to move out because it's not everybody's idea of fun to be producing in i mean crop on a 1.5 acre land and then earning just a bare minimum to be able to hardly to be able to provide any income to their uh, family support it's necessary that we give them more support and that means that we wean them out into uh, production areas where there is a demand for them and where they can get a better income and that is how all countries who have moved across uh, industrialization have moved on and one of the ways to do it is while it's being happening provide them also education support health support so you know this is the structure in which a government should work to be able to allow for the transition and we have an advantage that we have a demographic dividend uh, a very young population and that young population can actually be cajoled can be encouraged to go into these sort of work they will be interested they want to increase their life chances and they'll be interested in learning so overall it, the, uh, the the ecosystem is all there it's for the respective governments to take the right policies they have been taking some but they need to take much more to be able to bring the farmers out into an stream of income with social security care that gives them the chance to improve their life so is agriculture a profitable economic activity then it would be then it's not as of now it's definitely not a profitable economic activity because of the pressure of too many people being forced to live on agriculture in the absence of any other alternative so then how will this farm crisis be solved that's the point that we start again from the basics we ensure that there's production happening but we have the production with lesser number of people and while that's happening simultaneously employment opportunities expand in other sectors and that is how the farm crisis gets solved thank you so much thank you ashma thanks so much for listening in please write to ashima.sh@gmail.com with suggestions issues or topics that you want us to break down for you